Hi, and welcome to this episode of the podcast with me, Geeta Joshi. I'm a curator, an art dealer, and an organizer for Artists Open Studios. And today I'm here with Nicole Liloya. Welcome, Nicole. Hi, Gita. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm really excited. I think we're going to have a great conversation. So I wanted to talk about one of the things that um, you discuss in your business, which is around business karma. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I am a business strategist for women entrepreneurs. And something that comes up a lot is business karma, right? So basically, it's, you know, a lot of people have a lot of concerns about, you know, how they're being treated or how money is coming into their business and things like that. And I always think it's really good to assess your own business karma first. So if you're wanting people to do something for you, think about how what you're doing to put yourself out there and get that, do that for other people so that you get that response. So what sort of things would that be? So what's an example? Yeah. So one of the things might be um, email responsiveness, which we were talking a little bit about. And Email responsiveness would be that if you are somebody who's following up with leads or following up because you work with a lot of artists, so maybe you're trying to get an art show together and you're not hearing from people or you're pitching yourself, you're trying to get your art in certain places and you're not hearing back from people. I think it's really good to assess, you know, how are you in responding up to people to people when you get emails from people asking for things. So if you're someone who the email gets lost, gets pushed to the side, you know, then it might be time to clean up those habits so that you get quicker responses from people when you're reaching out to them. So I found that sometimes, sometimes I can be really effective and, you know, be really responsive within, you know, within hours or within the day. But other times, I don't know, it seems to be a mood thing where I'm just like, ah, I'll put it off later. Any, any tips for overcoming that? Well, let me ask you, I mean, for the people who are primarily listening to this, um, is, is what they're doing, is their art their full-time job? Is it a part-time job? Is it a combo? Does it depend? Um, it's usually a mix, actually. Most of our artists are, uh, they also work in other things. So art isn't their full-time occupation or their full-time income, at least. So they might be teaching, they might have an office job. And art is really the passion. And that's the sort of side of their life that they're trying to build up to hopefully become their full-time right. income. Yeah. So I think what's really helpful is it's sort of a mindset piece where it's sort of like, even though right now this is, feels like more of a hobby and a passion because it's not necessarily bringing in income yet, you want to start thinking like, if I was an artist and I was doing this full time and it was supporting me in my lifestyle, how would I be acting? How would I be responsive? How would I need to show up and start acting that way in advance? Nice. Yeah. Really good advice, actually, because I think that's also where you start uh, figuring out what you can outsource as well, isn't it? I think, you know, yeah. um, you know, if you start thinking of yourself as that full-time well, artist, but also a business in that case as well, right? Right. And it just helps you show up more professionally. So it's, it helps you to start to treat it more professionally and give it more time and energy. And suddenly it's just like knowing it's sort of like putting on that, you know, boss hat temporarily just for a short period of time and getting through those tasks and powering through them so you know they're going to help you in the future regardless of how you feel kind of tired or worn out or just nervous or scared about putting that outreach out there um, in the moment. Perfect. Okay, moving on to number two. 
what's your next uh, advice for business karma? Yeah, um, thinking about engagement. So engagement is basically about, you know, how you show up and how you engage with other people. And I could just see this is so important because so much of the art you know, that your clients are doing is very visual and we want to have it acknowledged even when it scares us, you know, we want to have it acknowledged depending on the platform. Like what platforms would you say, what social media platforms are your clients showing off their art on? Are they using social media to show off their art, like Instagram perhaps or Facebook? Yeah, most of them are on Instagram. I mean, that's kind of where I'm spending quite a lot of time at the moment myself. So that's certainly where I'm engaging with quite a lot of them. But Twitter, definitely for makers, you know, the people that are making design products, not, not necessarily fine art. So Twitter, obviously, that one's been around longer. And quite a lot of them also have Facebook pages as well, like a Facebook pay business page, mm -hmm. their art life, as well as their you know, personal pages like we all do. So um, certainly those three. Yeah. So I can totally see how, you know, and I've worked with a lot of artists myself, helping them with their business strategy. And, you know, one of the most common things is Instagram for them. And, you know, when you're posting on Instagram, you want engaged. You know, I use Instagram a lot, you know, for my business too. And I know that I'm like, why aren't people commenting on my posts? Like, why aren't they liking it? Like, I want more likes. I have a lot of followers. Like, why are more people watching my Instagram stories? And, but like what I've noticed is that I'm on Instagram and I'm just, you know, doing my thing, trying to get engagement on my stuff, but I'm not going to other people's platforms or, you know, accounts and giving them engagement on their, their pages and their pictures. Um, I'm not liking it. I'm not commenting on it. So when you're putting out one-sided energy and you're just wanting and you're not giving, you know, I think it's a very uneven balance. So, you know, a good way to even it up and to get the results you want is to make sure that's how you're treating different people. Amazing. Thank you. You said that you use Facebook, right? And a lot of the artists use Facebook. Yeah, that's right. I do. Yeah. So recently, Mark Zuckerberg announced again that there's big changes coming and that Facebook business pages and people using Facebook for business are not going to show up in the newsfeed as much. So I know that there's a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs and artists that are really stressed out about this because, you know, of course, you don't want to be putting yourself out there and not ever having people see it. So, I mean, have you, are you recommending anything to the artists that you work with in order to get their engagement up? Um, other than consistent posting and actually trying to get that engagement through asking questions and uh, liking and commenting on other people's posts, not so much because our audience don't massively go in for the Facebook advertising either. But um, right. the organizations I work with, we're certainly yeah, doing that with boosting posts and things as well. But I think it's uh, the consistency. And I mean, what I've always understood about Facebook, certainly in the last few years, is that the more value you give and the discussion you generate, that you're, you're actually kind of encouraging organic traffic for that. Right. So you're giving value rather than just saying, hey, look at me, look at my picture. Right. But, you know, you're, you're, yeah, like say, stimulating conversation. Yeah. So I think that's definitely something that is really going to be intriguing for artists to think about and how can they engage their audience in more of the process of creating the art, perhaps than just kind of showing off the final product. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I really find that fascinating anyway, like the, the process side of it, right? I mean, we know that even in all these sort of recipe videos and little um, craft tutorials and things, right? I mean, they're hugely <laughs> popular, aren't they? 
you know, they, yeah. they just get a ton of views and things. So, yeah, definitely that sort of uh, video side or um, figuring out how to do more, yeah, like you say, I know, of behind the scenes work. Yeah, and I know those videos for me, they're quite um, like therapeutic to watch. It's a little meditative. <laughs> Brilliant. And so what else do you have in your armor of um, business karma? Yeah. So another type of karma to be aware of is follow through, right? So what are you committing to? It's easy to sit on those inquiries you get. It's easy to kind of, you know, get requests for projects, but then not follow through or not get back to people. Um, You know, and if you're feeling that too, if you're reaching out to people, to customers, to clients about your art, you know, you want to make sure that you're following through on things quickly. And I think that when you're putting yourself out there, your art is so personal. It really feels like an extension of yourself. It can be really hard and it could kind of stabilize you and, and kind of paralyze you in terms of putting it out there. So it can absolutely be really important to pay attention to your follow through karma and notice who are you getting back to on things? Are you completing your art projects? Do you have a million pieces of art that is sitting un, like unfinished and needing a few more finishing touches? And is it hard for you to get projects or pieces sold as a result of that? And that is, I'm going to say, is that also the follow through in other aspects of your life as well, right? I mean, you wouldn't just isolate it if art was a part time sort of income for you, then mm -hmm. I'm guessing that's a habit that you need to sort of develop across other aspects of your life. Would you, what would you say? Yeah, I definitely think looking at it in your relationships, looking at it in your other job areas, you know, looking at it, you know, in your house, have you, <laughs> you know, all this, like I moved recently and trying to get a new place together, you know, it's hard and you feel unsettled and you don't feel great about yourself. So I think that it really is important to kind of, you know, step up and show up for yourself and complete things. And I think that when you do have that follow through, you're going to have people who are following through better on you. So if you feel that there is, that is showing up where people don't follow through, where they don't do what they say they're going to for you, where they disappear, you know, where they vanish, you know, I think definitely thinking about how that is happening for you is really, really important as well. Yeah, really interesting. Okay. So what's the overall message? Clean up your karma. Yeah. I mean, I think the overall message is just, you know, what areas in your life can you show up better for yourself where you can be more of a boss. And I think that, you know, when you're switching into um, trying to turn something, trying to turn a passion into a full-time job, I think that it is really important to show up as a boss. Wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it is, it's like building a muscle, you know, it is a habit that you have to, you know, focus on every day and, you know, work on, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you know, and I'm not as familiar with artists as you. So what would be some of the biggest areas where you think that, you know, they might not complete things? Where would that show up the most for them? Um, I think in, in my, in the work that I do, uh, let's say talking about the open studios organizing around that, it's often around the applications where they're just not being attentive to the detail of applying. So, uh, you know, we have to have a, quite a lot back and forth, for example, on the application form because they didn't pay attention to what we wanted the image to sizing or the description we needed from them and things like that. So, um, yeah, just sort of being sort of attentive to the, the detail, you know, when they're out, they are actually reaching out to people as well. Yeah. Right. So following directions. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Absolutely. Because I think that, you know, that's, I think that's a great example because so many of us, I know for me, I'm like a scanner. I look, you know, I glance at things. I don't always, 
I'm not good with details. But, you know, if I'm having that experience where people are not following through on what I ask them to complete, like maybe new clients are not completing the forms properly or not asking all the questions or not completing, you know, everything 100%. I'm waiting on, you know, credit card information or waiting for them to schedule their appointments. And it's kind of like my schedule is getting backed up. You know, I definitely think then that I would start to look at, you know, where am I skipping areas in my life? You know, where am I kind of fast forwarding through details? Where am I not really showing up well? Or am I delaying things or just not, you know, paying attention. Yeah, because I think on the other end of, you know, being the recipient of like, let's say the online application form, that actually creates more work for me. Mm -hmm. And it just, you know, so you already have an idea of, oh, this person's being not difficult or not willfully difficult. But, you know, that energy has changed, right? Just because of, yeah, you know, the the initial action of not being attentive to the detail. Right. you might have two different clients. And if one is more attentive to the details, they'll be more likely to get another opportunity, I'm guessing, to work with you. Yeah, that happens. (laughs) (laughs) So I do think it's important for the artists that are out there listening to us to think about, you know, the full picture, not just, you know, it's not always just about the finished art product. It's also about the experience of working with you. Yeah, definitely as a person. And by just making it easier, they're going to be able to get their art out to more people. You're going to support them better and share their stuff better because they made the process so easy for you that you have more energy to do that. Brilliant. So um, you've got a great um, hack for batching. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, you know, and I think that this is something that is actually going to really, I have a feeling artists are going to be like, oh no, like that's not how I like to work. But I think that it's going to be something that's really going to help them um, open up more space in their lives so they have more time and energy to be creative. And batching is a business, is a hack. I mean, you can do it with anything, not just business. You can use it in your personal life. And it's where you do the same task over and over multiple times in a row. Um, and it cuts back on decision fatigue. <laughs> People are probably, I mean, your artists might say it'll cut back on creativity. But I think that if you're doing a monotonous task over and over and you're not switching back and forth between multiple tasks, I think that it'll make it easier for you to get those tasks completed and have more energy for your work. And what sort of tasks would you, what sort of tasks are you referring to then? Administrative, right? Yeah. So sort of admin tasks, like obviously if they're working on several different art projects or things like that, you know, I think like having a big chunk of time to work on it because, you know, depending what kind of art they're doing, like I have a client who does mixed media. So it's a lot of getting the paint out, getting the, the, you know, art supplies out. It's not something where you can just work on it for an hour. You know what I mean? You need a whole chunk of four to five hours to work on it. But if you have all these other tasks like laundry or life tasks or other work tasks to get done, you know, you're not going to be able to put aside that four to five hours. It's going to be hard for you to get into that creative headspace. But by doing the admin tasks, still by putting aside, you know, a chunk of two hours to respond to all your emails rather than responding to emails just for a little bit every day might make you more thorough to be working on applications for exhibits in a row and go from one application to the next when you're in that mindset and you're, you know, using the same similar information, I'm guessing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It would be the same information. I think, yeah, what I find I'm good at batching is when I'm writing the emails, the emails that go out to the list rather than, you know, individual 
email replies. So I think what happens is I end up kind of getting into flow with the writing style mm-hmm. and I'm able to write, you know, two or three emails that are read that then that sort of they're just scheduled for the coming weeks. So I think it also develops that. Yeah, you're using that same part of the brain, I guess, right? Yeah. And actually follow up, like we were talking about in terms of follow through and responsiveness karma. You know, if you have a weekly time where you're checking in on your applications or you're checking in with your previous clients and seeing if they want a new piece of art or something different, you know, it really can help you strengthen that relationship with them because you're of your consistency. Oh, excellent. We have this awesome guide called Batch Like a Boss. And I actually list out 20 different things that you can batch because I know it's really easy to get overwhelmed. Once you start batching, it's really exciting. So I make it really easy for you by listing out all the different things that you can batch and you can really take time to do in your business. And I think that really is important for artists because the time that they're being creative, they really need that time. They need to protect that creative space, creative energy. So they can really structure other time periods in their week around those admin tasks you know, around social media to get their visibility up, to get their art out to more people. And, you know, I think it'll actually open up their energy to even create, be more creative and create more work. I think one of the things I really like about batching is um, how productive you feel afterwards as well. And yeah. actually that, that's kind of a little bit of like pat on the back, sort of a rewarding feeling, isn't it? Yeah, I've got through all of that today. So yeah. Right. It increases your confidence for sure. So I will put it in the show notes, but tell us where uh, people can download that PDF. Yeah, they can go to NicoleLaloya.com slash Batch Like a Boss. And Nicole Laloya, L-I-L-O-I-A. And it's just a really handy guide. You'll instantly get access to the 20 things that you can use it on. And I really do think it'll just be such an energy saver for people. Brilliant. Thank you, Nicole, for, for your time today. So where can people follow you on Instagram or any of the other social network? Yeah, they can find me straight at Nicole the Lawyer on most of those, <laughs> which makes it really easy. And come say hi and let me know that you're batching or that you're trying it out. And I'm excited to hear about that. And I'd also just love for you to tag me in some of your works of art so I could check it out. Brilliant. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you.